You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded Podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you can grow your business, get more clients, get visible, and also monetize. And today, I am excited. We have a special guest. We are talking to Brian, and we're talking about SEO, everyone. Yes, we want to play the long-term game to make SEO a channel that is going to grow your business, too eight figures. And so I'm so excited to have Brian here today. How are you, Brian? Welcome to the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Michelle, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yes, thanks for coming on. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get involved in SEO and all the things? Yeah, so I'm CEO, co-founder of a company called GreenPal. GreenPal is a mobile app that works like Uber or DoorDash, but for landscaping services. So if you're a homeowner and need to get a gardener, rather than calling around all over Facebook or something, you just download the app, pop your address in, somebody comes out and takes care of the chore for you. It's a 10-year overnight success, GreenPal. We've been at this thing for a decade, uh, my two co-founders and I, and we've been working our butts off. And now we're nationwide in the United States, uh, over 300,000 people using this app to get their lawn mowed every day. And, uh, and profitable and self-funded. We haven't raised any outside money, which is rare for a tech startup like ours. So, uh, so we've kind of, I guess, gotten to where we are today just with consistency and not giving up. <laughs> and that's what a lot of SEO is all about. It's about consistency and not giving up. Yes, that's what it's all about. Running the business period is consistency and not giving up. And congratulations. That is amazing. And yes, all overnight successes are 10 plus years, right? No one is ever an overnight success. So congratulations with that. I never even thought about an app for my lawn services. So this is really good because I am that millennial. I love Uber. You know, I love my grocery delivery and I can look on an app, your app, GreenPal, to see all about where I can get lawn care when I need right. it. Oh my goodness. Genius. <laughs> so let's talk about, let's talk about GreenPal. What was your main goal for gre- creating GreenPal and what were some of your marketing goals when you all first started and how has that evolved to today? Yeah. So the idea for GreenPal actually came from my first business. I think when you're starting a new company, a new product, a new idea, authenticity can be a competitive advantage. And so for me, I spent 15 years in the lawn mowing business. I used to mow grass in high school as a way to make extra cash. I put myself through college mowing yards. When I graduated college, I was like, well, what am I going to do now? Uh, I don't really want to be a lawn guy my whole life, but let's just see how far I can take this landscaping business. And I ended up growing that company to 150 employees and getting it over 10 million a year in revenue. And then it was acquired. It was acquired by a national landscaping business. And so growing that business just from me and a push mower to me and 90 or 100 trucks going out every day, I kind of learned a lot about you know how to grow and scale a business. And when I sold it, I, I learned something about myself that I was wired to want to be in the game. I was wired to want to be a part of a project. And, and that was missing. That was gone. And so now I needed a new project. I needed a new baby. And, and I had this idea that 
you know, an app should exist for what I just spent 15 years doing. You know, I saw what Airbnb was doing and Uber and Lyft. Uh, this was back in 2013. I thought somebody's going to build this app to, the, to be able to order a lawn mowing service from a smartphone. It might as well be me. And it was kind of naivete as an asset. I uh, didn't know how hard it was going to be, but got two co-founders to start the business with me and we started get working on it and haven't looked back since. Wow. That's an amazing story. I hope everyone was listening, right? You may start out in one business and you may help the business get to a certain place. And then you're like, I know I can do more with this. That is such an awesome story. Oh my, I mean, I hope you all were taking notes. Ryan is dropping some amazing gems on the social media podcast today. And I'm just, I'm so excited to hear more. So let's talk about SEO. What are some tips that you can provide our listeners who are starting from ground zero, right? Because running a business is so hard. You have marketing, you have business organizations, vendors, so many things that can be going on. But what are some tips from starting from like you, you started one business and you started a different business, starting from the ground up? Yeah. You know, when we built GreenPal, we learned a hard lesson in the early days. If you build it, they will not come. And we had to figure out a way to attract people to our website, to attract people to our app. And the first thing we did was we passed out flyers all over Nashville, Tennessee, where we, where we live. Now we're nationwide in the United States, but back then we were just in Nashville. And so we passed out door hangers and flyers and maybe 300,000 of these things. And we ended up getting maybe a couple of hundred customers. And we would meet with every customer we could because we wanted to figure out, were we building something that people wanted? Were we on the right track? Did any of this matter? Did we want to spend a decade of our lives on this project? And we would ask folks, you know, uh, where do you normally find a lawn care service? Where do you normally go to solve this problem? And they would always say pretty much the same thing. They would say, well, I would ask friends and family for recommendations. And I would call a couple of those and those people would flake on me. And then I would go to Google out of, uh, out of desperation. And I would look for lawn mowing service nearby me. And I, we kept hitting on that. And then we, we, st- we started to understand that, that Google could be, and probably was the best channel for us to invest all of our time in. And we learned really early on that in a startup, in a new business, you're not going to be good at everything at once. You're not going to be good at Facebook ads, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google, you really kind of have to pick one, be really good at that, and then move into these other channels. And so we decided early on to make a bet uh, that we were going to pour all of our effort into Google organic search. And it kind of paid off for us. It took a year or two to get some momentum, but we started really trying to figure out, okay, well, how do you compete in this channel? What are the inputs that, that go into ranking high? And what are the things we need to be doing on a daily basis to start to rank well? And we just set aside time every week to do that. Um, uh, you know, in the early days, we did it by day. Every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday was, was, was Google organic traffic day. What are the blog posts we need to be writing? What are the backlinks that we need to be acquiring? What are the things that we need to be doing to the website to make it congruent with what Google is looking for? And as time went on, we be- I began to learn that, man, like half of this business we're building is the app and the system and all of that stuff. And then the other half is figuring out how to market it. The other like half of, of the exhaust of what we're doing is figuring out how to distribute this product. It's almost like the distribution is more important than what the business is itself. 
because you're dead on arrival if you don't have a distribution plan. And so these were like hard lessons that I was learning in the early days that that it, it's almost harder to market a product than it is to invent it. And and we just kind of gritted our teeth and, and did the things we had to do to start to rank well in Google. And a lot of it boiled down to hard work and consistency. You said a lot of things in there that I want to touch on. Number one, organizations, right? Organization and systems to help you. You also said you can't be everywhere at once. I think as business owners, entrepreneurs, we want to be on every single channel all at once, but it's best to focus on one or a few and then expand. Because when you, for instance, Instagram, when you focus on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, the blog, this, this, there's too much in all these areas and you can't really maximize from the platform or the service, right? You can't really maximize from it because you're in all these different places. So what it sounds like you all did and said, hey, we're going to go in on SEO. It may take a while because with SEO, we all know that you are not going to be into rank, right? It's not like a a quick, fast type of thing. SEO is a long-term game. You want to be searchable years from now, right? And and it matters. Keywords, titles, all the things. So I love that you said that. Can you tell us like maybe a specific strategy that you all tried early on with ranking and maybe like what the results were? How quick did you see the results? I know it wasn't very quick, but what did what did that look like? Yeah. So some some mistakes that we made early on was trying to outsource and scale too quickly. Uh, I didn't really have any interest in writing blog posts. I really didn't have any interest in creating content around the landscaping industry uh, at a local level um, to, to rank well. And, you know, for keywords, lawn mowing service, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, And so we tried to outsource it first and we spent something like what little money we had five, 10 grand a month with a, with an agency to do these things for us. And, and it, it was like a flop. It was a waste of money. And what we learned that, in the hard, you know, with the hard lesson we learned in the early days was in order to delegate something well, you have to be pretty good at it yourself first. And, and so it's really hard to delegate anything that you're not like 80, 20 good at. And so I had to like take time off and like a year to learn SEO and understand that, okay, this is what the kind of content we need to be creating. This is how we optimize it. This is how we get that to work at a very small level and then we can kind of build out a team around that those understandings versus like saying, hey, here, Mr. SEO company, y'all handle it. Here's five grand. Uh, come back at me when we're ranking number one. That never works. It's got to be in the DNA of of the, the, the company, of the business. Whether it's just you're a solo operator, it's got to be in the DNA of what you're doing. And I think that probably applies to, to any market channel, whether it's TikTok, Instagram Reels, or Pinterest, or Twitter, like like it's cliche, but the authenticity is the only thing that's going to get you to be able to compete. And it's, it's, it's really impossible to outsource that. Um, and more and more, I think that's, that's trending to be the case. And, and that's a lesson we learned hard in the early days. And now still to this day, you know, search engine optimization is, is, is inside of the DNA of our business. It's right there with, you know, building the product. It's right there with customer service. It's right there with product design. It's in-house and yeah, we have contractors that help us with certain things, but they're delegated tasks based on the mission and the, and the, and the strategy that we put in place. And so it's really hard to outsource these things, especially in, 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 in the first level of the game. And that's a mistake we learned. 
Wow. Everyone, again, I hope you all were taking notes. I mean, Brian, you are my new my new best friend. Everything I know, they can't see us over here, but Brian sees me over here. I'm I'm putting my hands together. I'm shaking my head, yes, because every single thing that you said, I so agree with. And I hope that if you are listening to this, please, please listen to Brian. I'm, I'm, it will save you headaches. It will save you money. It will save you. You need to know what is going on before you hand it over to somebody else. You want to know what it's going to look like. What should the KPIs look like? What should all that, what those things should be before you just say, hey, SEO company, do this for me. Or hey, social media management company, make it happen. You you really need to know what's going on and have a feel for your brand. So that was on point. So I want to talk about books because I love to read and I know that you love to read. So what in the beginning when you were growing your business, what are some of your books or favorite resources that you can recommend to our audience that they can dive into and get some really good information? Well, that's a that's a great question um, because it's important to me for a couple of reasons. One, if you're running a business uh, of any size and you're doing it well, um, your business is growing and you should be growing alongside the business. Uh, so much so that like two or three years should go by and then, and then your business may have doubled in size or whatever. And then you look back and you are a completely different person. Like you've learned all of these skills and read all of these books, listened to all these podcasts. Um, and, and now you know it can do all of these things that you couldn't do two or three years ago. And to me, that's one of the, like the coolest things about running a business of any size is that you grow alongside it. And I think in business, you're going to be doing three things at once at all times. And so the first two are you're working in the business. You're just kind of holding it together. You're answering phone calls, making sure customers are happy, fulfilling orders, whatever. Then you're working on the business. It's like, what is my marketing strategy? What's my employee, my employee uh, training uh, plan? You know, what's, uh, what, what does the brand look like? You know, what is the system for making sure customers are happy, whatever. And then the third thing that you're working on is you're working on yourself. What are the books that I'm reading? What are the podcasts that I'm reading, that I'm listening to, you know, YouTube university, what am I, what am I consuming on YouTube that that's helping me with the business? A lot of times these books and podcasts and sources of, of, of educational material are kind of block and tackling for what stage of the game you're at at that moment. Um, there was a, there was like a six month period of time I was building green Pal where I read every book that I could get my hands on around copywriting. Because I started to learn that, wow, words on a screen matter. Words in an email matter. Words in an interface matter. Words on a social media post are really important. And so understanding what good copywriting looked like. Now, I didn't become an expert copywriter, but I came, became pretty good to where I could do a lot of stuff myself and then also outsource and understand what good copywriting looked like. So I did that for like six months. I don't read books on copywriting anymore, but it was like at that stage of the game, that's what I needed to read and like consume and learn to get to the next level. And so I believe you're always going to need to be investing in yourself. For me, like Sunday afternoons is the time I, I set aside maybe three or four hours to read. Um, and, then, and then the other thing is, is like your car, your automobile should run on two things, gas or fuel and educational material. And so it's like when you're in the car, like all of us have some, some kind of commute of some sort uh, and, and, uh, or we're, we're spending time in the car or maybe it's time on the treadmill or on the elliptical machine. And you should take that time to, to get two birds with one stone and, and literally like, what are the podcasts? What is the stuff on YouTube? What is the audio book? 
that, that you need to be listening to at that stage of the game to learn the skills you got to learn to get to the next level. And so um, some general books that, that I like uh, that, 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 that relate to this are uh, the book Atomic Habits. And, and that book is about good habits to live an effective life. Um, but so much of that book really just directly relates to what it takes to get a business going. Because a lot of times a business is, is just routine, good habits, systems, discipline, rinse and repeat day in and day out. And uh, that's one of my favorite books for, for how to go, go zero to one in, in, a, in a business. And, and one of the points the author makes is, like, don't worry about the goals. The goals are important, but really they almost don't matter. Like, worry about the system. What are the things I'm doing day in, day out? What's the process I'm working to get there? And just work and tune that and be accountable to that. The goals will, will happen. Like the score uh, in the game will almost take care of itself. And so that's a good book that every business owner of any, any size needs to read and, you know, in, in their early years and, and in any stage of the game. One of my favorite books, James Clear. Amazing. Everyone should read Atomic Habits. Reread it. It's a book that you can reread. Or if you like audiobooks, I like, love audiobooks. Even and better. And if you have the library, there's an app called Libby and you can just rent the book on audiobooks. So I'm giving you some gems here. We're providing gems for you to get, get the education. No, the no excuse. Literally no excuse. It's free. <laughs> That's no awesome. Excuse. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm so glad that you said all that. And you're right. We're always learning. We're always growing. And I agree with you. Copywriting is important. And at, I've always been an avid, like I'm researching, like, okay, this is good copy. Okay. I'm going to buy this template thing. That's going to tell me what to say. I mean, because if you do know how to do a lot of things yourself early on, it just does help the business more. As for me, like I can totally relate to you because I've been doing this 13 years and I have a marketing agency and I, I do marketing. It's just what I do. I know how to do emails. I know how to do copywriting. I know how to put a website together. I know how to do social media. So that takes a lot from me having to outsource this when I know I can do it myself. But when you get to a point, you do want to outsource those things because like you said, you want to be working on the business, right? And not always in the business. So Thank you so much for all the knowledge that you have dropped here today. I hope everyone was taking notes because this was such a good episode. But now we would love to learn where can we find you online? Where can we learn more about GreenPal? Because I know you have an app. We're definitely going to leave that in the show notes because I'm sure there are listeners who would love to take advantage of your service. Yeah, you know, work on your business. Don't mow the yard. So just have somebody take care of that for you. Outsource. <laughs> Greenpal.com. Just go to greenpal.com. You'll get hooked up with a good lawn mowing company real quick. And anybody that wants to reach me, Instagram's the best place to find me. Brian M. Clayton. Just drop me a DM there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brian. This was such an impactful episode filled with so many amazing gems. If you thought this was a good episode, definitely tag us on Instagram. Let us know how you felt about this episode, what you thought, what were some takeaways from today. Thank you so much, Brian, for joining Michelle, us Michelle, thank you. You have a good day. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one. Peace.